hey, if I liked it, it wouldn't be losing. This is Irrational Confidence, a conversation about sports, entertainment, technology, and assorted tangents. This is episode number 21. I am Nicholas, and with me as always, the Velociraptor to my Dr. Ian Malcolm, it's Brandon. Oh, clever girl. Yes. Clever girl. How are you? They do move in herds. Yes, they do. <laughs> I'm good, in man. 3D I'm 3D ex- as well. You what? In 3D as well. Very true, very true, and we'll get into that in just a minute. Very well. Um very excited that you mentioned on your the open there the sports part. You know we've kind of that's gotten that's gotten like last billing these last uh, few episodes. It's kind of you know it's a big entertainment winter with the award yeah, shows we've been and hitting the entertainment quite a bit. Yeah, so it's nice to we'll bring some sports back into the fray, if you will. But we must start. We must start as 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 we say <laughs> start that with entertainment. Right, right, right. <laughs> as I say that, we go back to entertainment. Um, so, uh, you lost a bet. I did lose a bet. So to remind our faithful listeners, cause it has been a little bit since, uh, we took a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, it was, uh, it was sweeps. And mm-hmm. so we just, they had to fill in the pod. They had to fill in with some more popular podcast episodes. Uh, but we're back and, uh, you can continue to download us, um, you know, at, at whatever your leisure is one week behind, two weeks behind next day. <laughs> you know we don't we don't judge too much. I judge. You judge. But Brandon doesn't. There judge. you go. I, I I just appreciate the downloads. <laughs> I want everyone. It's an honor listening to this to go back and download every other episode three times. It's an honor just to be downloaded. <laughs> it's an honor just to be downloaded. Uh, so yeah, I I had to make good on a bet. I lost the. Mm-hmm. This was the Oscar bet, right? As I yes, as it was. was a while for us even as well. That um, we both predicted I would lose. Correct. So, so the the bet was I had to go to CGI Joe, the new GI Joe retaliation, and live tweet it. Yes, and wow, might might I say that uh, you know not to toot my own horn or anything, but that was a uh, that was an epic live tweet event. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> we started off with a, a little trip to the neighborhood Red Robin, <laughs> like you do. Maybe like you do. <laughs> we didn't mess around. <laughs> we sat at the bar. And uh, we told our we, the bartender actually came over to the table and we said, you know what, we want beer and we wanted to keep coming. So <laughs> she may she may or may not have gotten a twenty five dollar tip from me. So uh, she did a good job. She kept the I, I think I was drinking Corona. She kept the Coronas a flowing, if you know what oh, I mean. That's good. And uh, yeah, we had uh, a good uh, a good amount of, of beverages beforehand. <clears throat> went to uh, went to the movie and uh, had some some beverages as well at the movie theater to mix in with our, our Coke zero and uh, like you do because you're watching your figure. Exactly. <laughs> hey, if I'm going to, if I'm going to put uh cherry gray goose in, uh, in, in the mix, then I'm definitely going to go with the zero cherry gray goose. Yeah, apparently they do. <laughs> apparently they do. The, they were all sold out of cherry pucker. So she had to upgrade to the, oh. to the cherry gray goose. It was actually very good. <sighs> I'll take your word for it. Um, so as you can see, there you can probably, uh, if you look at my timeline, I was tweeting from my account uh, with the hashtag GI Joe Live Tweet. Uh, there were a lot of tweets, and <laughs> um, as the night got on, it, it was very hard to actually pay attention to the movie and be drunk and tweet at the same time. That's some multitasking that yeah. you really got to be on your game for. So I get to the end of the movie, and I literally turn to... Uh, Katie, our friend that went to the movies uh, Katie with from Katie from Chesapeake, and said, "What just happened? Like, what was the <laughs> plot? What was the plot of the movie again? Because I literally <laughs> remember, 
Obviously, Channing, spoiler alert. Maybe you want to put a spoiler alert in right here. Okay. Uh, so Channing Tatum dies very, very, oh, no. very early on. And this He's was so dreamy, this was prophesized uh, in the when it first was leaked, and then apparently I guess they pushed back. It was supposed to come out I think over the summer, and then they pushed it back to March uh, because they they said it was for 3D conversion, and then also maybe there was a hint that maybe they were going to give some more scenes to Channing Tatum because now that he's this big old star, I guess, um, yeah, having wooed the ladies young. in Magic Mike, that they were going to give him some more. Some more screen time, but it was not the case, and so he dies early on, and it was just a weird, I don't know, the plot just never really went anywhere, and maybe it was the five beers and shot of Grey Goose, but <laughs> it was really it. hard to follow. Um, but it was still a fun movie, I, you know, I guess you're not really going to G.I. Joe for the, uh, you know, Oscar-worthy performances. No, um, it's not Citizen Kane. No, but, you know, I'm, Citizen Joe. I've only seen Citizen Kane, I don't even think I've seen it. All the way through. I think I saw like parts of it. We're gonna have to rectify. It was that. a long time ago. I don't know. I I don't. I really have no interest, honestly. But that's just There's no culture. Yeah, I I never said I did. Uh, but no, <sighs> GI Joe was a good movie. But you are looking forward to Fast Six. So. Oh, I mean, it's basically the same. Exactly. You should just so I should just watch Fast Six and then basically know what happens in Citizen Kane. I mean, I mean, they're the same caliber, right? There you go. So. G.I. Joe, I, I don't know if I would go see it in the theater, but I'm not going to lie, it was a fun experience, and, you know, <laughs> lots of shit blowing up. We didn't go see it in 3D, actually, we saw it in regular D, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was fine. I mean, it, lots of, like I said, lots of explosions, uh, Adrian Palicki, dear God, uh, may be worth the price of admission just there. She was dead sexy, and uh, who you know, I don't, we've talked about Adrian Palicki before, haven't we? She's um, I think so, she yeah. plays uh, Tyra Collette on Friday Night Lights, and she is quite nice. She also was the lead uh, actress in the failed Wonder Woman pilot on NBC, right? But I think right. they made the pilot, but it never got picked up. So, anyway, it's a shame because that they should really reboot Wonder Woman. It would really be a good if they did it right. It would be well. Really good. I'm telling you, if she does it right. So I don't know what happened. <laughs> it was somebody else. Somebody else fucked that one up. But uh, so yeah, GI Joe. I completed my bet, and I hope um, those that were watching or listening to it um, were enjoying it. It was enjoyable. So. I have to say, and um, I guess we can go ahead and announce. Speaking of losing bets. That uh, I am am going. Have they played the championship game yet? It's on. It doesn't. It's matter. on tonight. It's on tonight. It's on tonight. Uh, Monday. Monday night. So as if you're listening to this, probably listening to this Tuesday. It's, the game is probably last night. But yes, we're recording on a Monday. I uh, I lost by quite a lot. Was it? it was, did I end up like fourth place out of five? Uh, you were pretty far down. It was kind of yeah. funny actually. <laughs> I think Thanks. I think you're actually below someone that didn't even pick uh, a champion. Oh. Yeah, yeah, well, you are. I did do better than on my ESPN brackets. Oh, okay. Well, then there, there, you got that for you. You're working yeah, for I you. So I think nice. I don't know. There's a possibility. I think uh, one of our other friends picked Louisville to win. So I might not win the the bracket, but I've definitely won the bet. Definitely won the bet handily. And I have to say, I've got a couple of things in my queue. Uh, you know, as I'm surveying the interwebs, that I see something mm-hmm. that is interesting. I save to the camera roll, and uh, and we'll we'll view on a later date. So there's a, I've got a couple oh. options. So at some point I'll decide what I want to actually go with, and then we'll uh, we'll make this bet happen. That'll be that'll be so exciting! I cannot wait. 
Oh, I know you can't wait it with bated breath to see what I have in store for you. I don't know if you're gonna, uh, you're probably not gonna like it, but I don't know. Well, hey, if I liked it, it wouldn't be losing. There you go, exactly. So we'll see. So I gotta come up. I, you know, I'll go somewhat easy on you, but you know, there's gonna be at least at least one of them is gonna be just like flat out messed up, <laughs> like not even right. Do I get choices? No, no. Okay, but it just decide, depends on what I decide to go with. So okay, one of them, one of them that I'm kind of leaning toward is just it's just messed up. It's just really messed up, but. You know, it's it is what it is. It's a bet. <laughs> it's a bet. It's deal only with it. It's all. <laughs> yeah, but for someone that lives on Twitter, that's that's a long time. That's true. That's a long time. So that'll be interesting. So I, we'll, uh, we'll uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, as as loser in this bet, I will not be curbing my uh, Twitter habits. There you go. So if, if anything, is, if anything, I would I would, ex- I would expect you to maybe you'll have a new sense of. Uh, of being a new sense of purpose now that you can hide behind these interesting uh, <laughs> yeah, can, avatars yeah. and banner picks. You, you know, you can be some masked crusader now that uh, you can my, just tweet uh, all this crazy my, stuff. Um, anonymity. There you go. Who knows who this my, guy is? My alter ego. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll roll with it, my friend. Em- oh, embrace it. Embrace it. it. I will. There you go. Sure. Excellent. So uh, there's awesome. the bracket bet. So we'll uh, we'll keep you updated uh, as to when exactly that bet will uh, will take place. As I'm sure um, the Twitterverse will be very eagerly anticipating. Get excited, Twitter. <laughs> awesome. So wanted to talk about another movie. You you touched on it briefly in the open. I did. Jurassic I did. Park in 3D. I'm very excited about it. Are you planning to go see it? I am, like you said, we're recording on Monday night. I'm going tomorrow afternoon Ooh, to see it excellent. in real 3D. Mm. Excellent. So are you going, I guess the IMAX theater there is down at the, the Commonwealth, right? Whole Street? Yeah, I'm I'm not going that far. I'm going just regular screen. But uh, Okay. So no IMAX, but you're going to see it in 3D. Gotcha. Yes. I, I will... I'm going before the high school lets out, so I won't have to see it with a bunch of teenagers. There you go. You're only going to see it with people that have already seen it like 100 times. Which yes. actually is really funny because it was really nice going to see the, the movie because people didn't care that you were like if I was quoting the movie half the movie the whole time to other you know to the neighbors or like just laughing or just being they probably incoherent. Were too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone, no one really cared because they've seen it a thousand times and um, everyone that was there really enjoyed the movie. You know, they was there for the enjoyment because you're not going to see it. What's going to happen to the dinosaurs? And oh my god, what's going to happen to the lawyer? I don't know how this ends. Yeah, so. Great movie, amazing experience. The 3D conversion actually was done pretty well. Uh, I want to know how they do that. I read that they t- it took them about a year wow. to go and do this I conversion. Guess they have to go in and like separate the the frame out. Like that, that's got to be a hell of a job. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, definitely takes some time and some effort, especially with how it's shot. But I also read that the nice the nice thing was that Spielberg shoots with a lot of depth anyway. So mm-hmm. a lot yeah, of it was not, was set up really well for it, and um, the only thing I the only downside I saw to the conversion was you could definitely tell there's some scenes where it was super crisp and it was mm-hmm. just amazing, and then they go to the next scene and then you'd get the front shot would be super blurry, mm-hmm. and it would just be out of focus. Just you could just see um, that there were some issues with all of the frames and converting that. But I mean, it wasn't enough to really detract you, but it was right. definitely noticeable when you're. You know, remastering it and putting it on this huge IMAX screen that and in 3D that you could definitely tell when something was not exact frame rate. Yeah. Um, well, maybe if I because I am like I said, I'm going regular screen, just 3D. Right. And uh, I like to sit in the back anyway, so maybe I won't notice. Yeah, maybe. 
So, but uh, you're gonna love it. I highly recommend it for everybody who, I mean, you know, grew up. You're in our age in the in their thirties. Uh, and grew up watching that movie and that experience. It's, it's just an amazing movie, and to see it on the big screen again, and to see it in 3D, the really tenuous moments with the dinosaurs with 3D, and and those, and you can just you can think about some of those scenes, like the T Rex, ch- the T Rex chasing the the cars, um, mm-hmm. and uh, the Velociraptor scene um, in the kitchen and near the end of the movie. I mean, there's some really classic scenes that just look really well done on, um, on the, on the big screen and in 3d as well. So I would definitely recommend it. I don't know how long it's playing in the theaters, but it's not a long amount of time. I think, didn't we say at one point it was like just a week? Yeah. I don't know that it's more than a couple of weeks. So I would get your tickets and, uh, go check it out because it's definitely worth seeing. Uh, it's, it's a great flick. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Mm. Spare no expense. Spare no expense. No joke, man. Real 3D matinee is like eleven bucks. That's yeah, cray cray. We went and Red I went to see it at the Air and Space Center, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a little pricey, but I bet you know it was uh, it was definitely worth it. I mean, cool, man. definitely worth it. You're gonna love it. I mean, obviously, you know, like I said, you're not going to see it to see what happens. You're going to see it for the experience and the music. I mean, to hear that John Williams score again. Um, it's a great soundtrack. Yeah, it's amazing soundtrack. And the really cool thing was that first scene where they get they're on the helicopter. You know, the first mm-hmm. scene where they're getting to Isla Nublar and just moving, and then it pans out to the island, and it's just like boom, there it is. There's Jurassic Park. So it's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty epic. How um, in IMAX, how big is the big pile of shit? Is it really big? Uh, it's really effing big. Yeah, <laughs> and it's pretty funny. It's a pretty funny scene. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Scene. <laughs> when did the when did I forget how old I was when the movie came out? Like twelve or something. And so you see that, and he goes, oh, "That's a big pile of shit." And man, a twelve year old—that's just like that's the greatest thing in the world to see somebody call a big pile of shit a big pile of shit. Yeah, unless you unless you're catching it on like TBS or TNT, and they they it's a big pile of stuff. Yeah. Well, the other thing, other funny thing is, I could we were watching the movie, and I would turn over and I would call when all the commercials were. Because I've seen it so much, I've seen it so much on cable that I know exactly when the commercials are going to be uh, for that. So it was pretty funny, but um, it's terrible. No, no, it's it's how it is. It's like uh, you know when you were growing up and you made mixtapes, right? And if your mixtape yeah. if your mixtape had a skip on it, as they did when you were making them like on cassettes back in the day, uh, or if it had a skip somewhere, or if you're making a CD and it had a skip, you started to learn when you would hear that song in other contexts, like later later on in life. I would always be like, oh, where's that skip at? There it is right there. Something's wrong with this yeah. actual good recording. Yeah, exactly. You get used to it. You get des- you know, desensitized to what it normally is, and you get used to what what the, what the you were listening to it so many times at. And I think that's the same way uh, with whatever I was just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so were, were we talking about something? I don't know. Uh, moving okay. on. We're talking about Jurassic yeah. Park. Go see it. Jurassic Park. Uh, it's a bye-bye-bye. And uh, you won't be disappointed, even in 3D. And you know this. We on this podcast, we have not been the biggest proponents of 3D. Yeah, we're generally anti 3D, but I think in this case, we're gonna have to recommend you go see it in 3D. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, we just we've been very anti 3D, but this is one they did really well. I think they took their time with it, and it it didn't feel like you know I, I was a little worried about it because you hear about a lot of movies that were trying to take advantage of that post uh, conversion. You know, they would put the movie out, and they saw kind of like. 
you know, when Alice in Wonderland came out and they saw how successful it was and a lot of movies that I already filmed tried to go back in and do the 3D conversion. Mm-hmm. And you could really tell, like, it was kind of kind of campy and, you know, just you could see when the 3D was going to be and it was very forced. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it didn't feel it didn't feel forced to me in Jurassic Park. It just felt like you were closer to the action and it made it more suspenseful. So even though I've seen the movie like 40 or 50 times, I was still on the edge of my seat in some of these scenes because of the 3D and how loud and that sound and just how close you were to that Velociraptor, you know, how close you Mm -hmm. were to the T-Rex's little tiny hands. I mean, it was, uh, (laughs) it was pretty intense. (laughs) His tiny hands. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, go see 3D, Jurassic Park. Go see it. Um, we have some, we, since we were talking about entertainment, we will, we'll continue with that theme and we do, we do have some sad news, which I, I'm sure most people have already heard about it, but we haven't obviously recorded in a while. So, uh, we haven't talked about it, but, uh, Roger Ebert passed away last week. Um, I don't know how much you followed his writings. Um, yeah, I mean, I caught a couple of his shows yeah. with Siskel back mm-hmm. in the day, uh, maybe on like a random Sunday morning. But yeah, I, I've, I never, I've never been like a, eh. a big, huge fan. I was kind of meh. Um, I was kind of meh about it. I mean, yeah, it's it's like no one talks about him for ten years, and then he dies, and everyone's like, "Oh man, well, Roger been, Ebert, like the man. Oh my God, he's the man. Like I, I'm gonna miss him so much." Well, why don't you talk about him ten years? Well, his he's been doing a lot of blogging and stuff. So his his because he had uh, lost his his voice, his throat box, and everything to to cancer. He hadn't. Um, been able to, you know, do TV or anything, but he had been, um, been blogging a lot and still been doing his movie reviews. And I'm not a a huge fan of his writings, but I've read some of them and they're very intelligent. Um, but, uh, I I felt like we needed to mention it because we do talk about movies quite a bit. And, um, one thing I wouldn't recommend, I've done this a a bit in the week since he passed. Uh, I've been going back and reading the reviews of some of my favorite movies that he wrote. And that's that's really interesting. Like I went, I was watching uh, Chinatown the other day, and I went back and read his review. Good movie, really spot. Good movie. On. Oh, it's a great good movie. movie. Give me, give me, another, give me two more. This is what I like oh. to. This is this is good stuff here. What is you said? Some of your favorite movies. So not necessarily. Oh. This is and this is a big distinction for me is some of your favorite movies. So not necessarily some of the best movies. What are some I, movies so that you not Leonard Part Six? Right. So I mean, what are some movies that you're just like, man, that is just one of my favorite movies. Like I would, I would put Jurassic Park. I mean, not a cinematic okay. masterpiece, so, but that's one so of my we're favorite movies. This as movies that just um, provide you that with that enjoyable. F- I love enough to watch over and over, over and, and over and over and over. Like okay. I could watch Jurassic Park again right now from start to finish. Just because, and I and I think some of that for Jurassic Park is, and probably a few other movies as well is just the fact you know your imprint of when you first saw yeah, that and, and your you age it, right. and what that experience drew out for you i mean i i you know kind of go with that along with a lot of different songs that i like it's very like, true i mean i can think about some of my favorite pearl jam songs and i can think about where i was when i first listened to it and that's one of the reasons why it's my favorite one of my favorite songs is it makes me think back to that experience but so for you you know what are a couple so you look back in some of those yeah Ebert things what are a couple more that were your favorite uh, movies chinatown right like i said is phenomenal i could watch that any day um uh the original raiders of the lost ark X, yeah that's a great one i could totally I do that that movie but see, I, and i could do that really with all three of those honestly all three of them are, are yeah. excellent i i it's not for me it's not like you know with the original star wars trilogy i can watch one pretty much anytime i can watch two 
a two is a good, really good movie. But you gotta be it's in a, so dark. You gotta be in a mood for you it. You gotta be in the mood for it. And three, I'd rather not watch ever. Right. With Indiana, the three, because let's not talk about Crystal Skull. The three Indiana Jones movies, mm-hmm. I, I find those much more equal in terms of entertainment. Yeah. Um, but I do prefer Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, it's just slightly. Oh, that's a great one. It's- um, let's see what else. What else? What else? Uh, The Shining. Yeah, you I are a big Shining guy. Did you read that book? Yeah. Yes, I actually read the book before I saw the movie. And oh no, I meant I just meant, I meant the new book, like the sequel. You, oh well, it's not out yet. Uh, it comes out in September. Oh, if you pre-ordered, not that I already have it pre-ordered <laughs> or anything. Gotcha. So that'll be, um, that'll be interesting because it, it sounds um, a little, it sounds a little weird. But I yeah, guess it is Stephen King. So there you go. I'm not 100 percent sure that I'm going to go through with my pre-order. Um, but I'll probably read it eventually. Either way. But yeah, I did. I read the original book. It's the only book that I've ever read that actually scared me. And and you know, you don't think of like you're reading a book. Like, how can that scare you? It's just words on a page. But that book actually like frightened me. And I love that movie. That movie is fantastic. Um, and do you think that? Uh, so, my big point of contention with that movie is I don't think it's as good a movie without Jack Nicholson. Mm, I I don't. Yeah, know. I mean Ooh, it's. I mean how. I just don't think it's... Maybe it's because you don't know. It's just like, what if... So, for what if Indiana Jones... What if Tom Selleck had gotten that part? Because he had he turned it down. Or, uh, what's his face in Back to the Future? Uh, the redheaded guy. Eric Stoltz? Eric Stoltz. Yeah. And, uh... I mean, I guess you just don't... You know, you see this and you can't see anybody else after that point. But I really... In The Shining's case, I just don't know how anyone else does it like Jack Nicholson. I don't think anybody else could pull that dark but yet manic yeah thing that he's got going on in that movie i mean that's what it's, it's i love that movie it's just he watched that it just freaks me the f out like it's hard for me to like that's that's a great movie i just don't know i can watch that all the time because it just it literally like freaks me out it's very freaky yeah yeah it's a very weird movie yeah. and it's very dark and um i like a bunch of other kubrick movies but that's probably the one that i can watch over and over again full metal jacket um, Full Metal Jacket's a fantastic movie. Clockwork Orange. Uh, Clockwork Orange. Uh, not my favorite, but it is good. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite... Eyes, eyes, wide, eyes Wide Shut? No. <laughs> um, my favorite Kubrick movies other than um, The Shining, as much as I like 2001, as much as I like Clockwork Orange, I think my favorites are Barry Lyndon, which is... Never saw it. It's incredibly long, and it's very boring. You're already, but you've, I'm already out. Yeah, oh yeah. I don't recommend you watch this unless you're a huge Kubrick fan. Then I'm but not really. Barry Lyndon is one of the most beautifully shot movies ever. Like the cinematography is amazing. He had special lenses made for this movie. It's just it's amazing. And I'll just But it is a boring long instead movie. Instead of watching that, I'll just watch Django again. There you go. Watch Django. If I want good cinematography, um, then Which I have to say Django is out now. Go buy it. Ooh. It's out. Yeah, yeah. I need to get that. Is that on, yeah, I had I, it on pre-order through iTunes. I can get so. that on the Apple TV, right? Yeah. You can get that on the Apple TV. Yeah. For some reason, I bought it and it downloaded two copies. I don't know why. Mm. I do want to look and see what some of the... I have to look on Amazon see what some of the special features are. Because I may get it in the disc if there's some yeah, really good stuff on I there. don't... Let me see if it came with any special features. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I might order the disc on Amazon if mm. I can get some good special features. Because I, I really enjoyed that flick. It came with iTunes extras, but I can't, I don't want to screw up anything. So I haven't like pulled them up. Right. 
But um, uh, but yeah, that's a good movie. Um, so Barry Lyndon, uh, I love it. I think it's a a really good movie. But most people would hate it because it is really long and it's really boring. Um, and um, yeah, Doctor Strangelove. Oh, I that's think right, Doctor Strangelove right. is an amazingly good movie. Gotcha. Hadn't seen that either. So, yeah, it's really good. It's very funny. Very funny. Peter Sellers. Oh, Peter Sellers. Uh, yeah, Peter Sellers plays uh three different. Three different parts. Oh, so it's kind of like Eddie Murphy in uh, Naughty Professor. Yeah, yeah, it's just like that. it's, it's a- just like that. <laughs> yep, Hercules, Hercules. It's, it's yeah, it's Peter Sellers and um, oh gosh, uh, the, I can't remember all the uh, a very young James Earl Jones has a small part. Oh, in it. look at that! Yeah, so it's a it's a really good movie. James Earl Jones was young at one point. Yeah, a long time ago in the sixties. Wow. I only think of him as James Earl Jones. Like I think of of him as Darth Vader. Mufasa. Mufasa. <laughs> there you go. And and uh King King Jaffe Jaffer. King Jaffe Jaffer, yeah. Uh, that mm-hmm. was his ep- that was an epic role for him. With the lion. I walk around with that lion sash. We, we will we will have to discuss that movie at some point. Oh, that's a, that's great. That's that's yeah. one of my favorite movies. Yeah. That's an excellent that's an excellent so. flick. That and Trading Places, I think, are right those so let me pull up just um just out of curiosity. I'm gonna pull up my movies list and I'm gonna look at the ones with the most views. Okay. Most plays. Number one Rapunzel. Most plays is Finding Nemo. Toy Story with forty two. Didn't you do Cinderella, this? Didn't you do this? Toy Story two. I did, did this I recently. Out. Okay, the first of my movies. Let's see here. Go down, down, down. Star Wars. Way, way down, way down. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. Yeah great movie i love that i could watch that that's a really long movie too but it's really good it's clint eastwood um, right clint eastwood yeah. um oh crap i can see his face uh lee van cleef don't know who that is and um oh god why am i blinking on his name i don't know but i bet you i don't know who it is um eli Wall. Nope. uh then i got star wars then i got true grit the new one yeah you watch that more than once yeah, oh yeah, a bunch of times. Oh, okay. Good movie. Did you watch the have uh, you seen the original? I have seen most of the original. Okay. I the thing I don't like about the original is um I don't like the girl in it. Oh uh, see, I don't know how I feel about the girl mm. in the new one. Haley's st- I like her. Eh. She's good. Okay. And then I got the shining, and then I got and this is I guess I'd have to call this a guilty well, I also have the other Clint Eastwood movies in that uh trilogy, Fistful of Dollars and Few Dollars More. And then uh I'll I'll mention my guilty pleasure. Dick Tracy with uh, with uh, Warren Beatty. Mm, really, I have not seen yeah. that in a while. It it's most people think it's a pretty terrible movie, and it probably is. But I'm so jaded because I saw it like at that perfect time when yeah. you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I I'm pretty sure I went. I made my mom take me to the theater to see that. Like, yeah, I love that. Movie. I actually <laughs> think if I remember correctly, what year did that come out? Oh gosh, uh, I have to look it up because I'm pretty sure I went to. I was out in Disneyland when I was like 10 or 11. It was like 90 or 91 or something like that. 1990. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I went to the Dick Tracy like set on at Disneyland and it That's was like, awesome. it was, yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing it on like they did this Dick Tracy show, like this Dick Tracy <laughs> night show. Uh, and I remember seeing like Face and uh, Dick Tracy and, and all those people there. It was pretty cool. So, you know, for a 10 year old, it was pretty epic. I love that. Yeah, I was 11 when that movie came out, yeah. so it's like the perfect time. Cool. So, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's a fun trip down uh, Nicholas's memory lane. 
Yeah. How about you, man? What are your? I mean, we talked about Jurassic Park. And- oh, jeez. Um, movies I can watch a thousand times. Um, probably I would say I love the Back to the Future movies. Oh, they are great. I could I could watch those. I mean, that's I even like two. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I like two too. That's funny. I just said that. Um, <laughs> but I enjoy. I very much enjoy all the Back to the Future movies for different reasons. I think mm-hmm. you know they're all kind of a special place. Um. I, uh, obviously love, um, what were we just, we were just talking about it. Um, not Jurassic uh, Park. Oh, coming to America. Indi- coming, oh, to America. coming to America. Yeah. I definitely enjoy coming to America. You know, I also really like is high fidelity. You ever, did we talk about high fidelity at all? John Cusack? We, we haven't really talked mm. about it. I think I've seen it once. I, That's the one with uh, him and Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah. More of an artsy. Yeah. I, seen it once, yeah, I very um, much enjoy that. Ago. It's his whole... You know, it's just this mixtape. Yeah, mixtape. Record store owner Jack Black is freaking hilarious in it, and uh, I highly recommend High Fidelity. Just a fun flick from I remember just from college. I used to watch that quite a bit. Um, Who's the girl in that movie? Um, I don't know her name, but she's in she's in like a couple of other things. She's oh, not like okay. super super popular as far as now, but um, let's see here. I'm just trying to think. I mean, I don't know. I, I like, you know, I like a lot of movies, so it's kind of hard to just put down one. But I think a lot of movies from that time where we grew up is, is are movies that I tend to to gravitate towards as I see them. Do you know again who was in High Fidelity? Um, yeah, I mean, well, I, I know I've you know some it. of the people that were in it. I don't know what part she played because, like I said, I've only seen it once. But uh, Joel Carter, who plays uh, Eva in um, Justified. Oh, Ava. Ava plays Ava in Justified. What was she in High Fidelity? She was Penny Hardwick. Oh, she totally know. was. That's funny. Yeah, he so in High Fidelity, he's trying to like make things right with all these exes and try to or really just try to figure out what he was doing wrong. And mm-hmm. that was one of his that was one of his girlfriends and I I think she was the one where he Oh, he got pissed off at her because she wasn't having, she wouldn't have sex with him, and so he broke up. He broke up with her. This, I mean, he was like, I think, in college at the time, or just after college, and he broke up with her. And then she got so like self conscious, he ended up having sex with the the very next guy or something, and it was hard, it was like a horrible experience, and she hate she hated him for it. And so when he goes back to see her. She's like about ready to kill him. So it gives him a huge complex about it. But yeah, that's right. That's funny. So she must have been really young then. Uh, see, she was born in '72, so she oh, was like she's kind of 28. Oh wow! So she, I think she's older than she looks. Yeah, she's definitely older than she looks. Yeah. So, huh? Interesting. But but we can so get it. We can go. get into some more movie stuff later. Uh, we've got yeah. a lot of stuff to talk about. But uh, but yeah. So those are some some good uh, some good discussion. That there. was fun. That was super fun. All right, let's let's talk. Thanks, Roger Ebert. Can we? Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. Roger Ebert. That's what, that's what started that discussion. Um, we said we were going to mention some sports. So can we do that real quick and then sports get back to entertainment are happening? Because we got sports. We got happening. some more entertainment, but I do would like to talk about sports for a, a few minutes. Okay, so there's this baseball team that you and I follow. Yes, called the, the Boston Red Sox. The, yeah, the the Royal Rooters or the Royal Rooters. Yeah, <laughs> do you want you want me to play a little Tessie? <laughs> do it.
love that song. <laughs> it's a great song. So, uh, yeah, we, we had, um, today we had home opener and last week we had, uh, opening day in Yankee Stadium. It's been a good week for the Boston Red Sox, my friend. Been, a very yeah, good week. It's been a great week. We've won, we won the first two series. Yes, we won the first two series, uh, two to one in each. Away series, which is great. Uh, we won two. First series was, uh, against the Yankees in, in, uh, New York. And I have to say, I wasn't too excited about winning that series because the Yankees right now are terrible. Right. They're, I don't even, they're, they're terrible. beyond terrible. They're all either old or hurt or too young to know what they're doing. Or old and hurt. Or old and hurt. Or young and hurt. Or some combination of old, <laughs> too old, too young, or too hurt. Hey, well, anytime um, you take, get a win in Yankee Stadium, I'll take it. Two wins, I have two to out of say, three. Though, did you see Pettit pitching that night? Yeah, he's, he's forty years old, and he was doing. Yeah. He was throwing. He's it. good. You know, those steroids have done him well. Added a couple he years. Was, he was brain. He's got a couple more years just on steroids. Yeah, good for really good, good for him. So uh, two to one against the Yankees. Went up to Toronto. Took them two to one over a pretty contentious weekend there was a lot of booing going on that week that uh during those games uh mostly against john farrell for obvious reasons mm, not too um, not too happy i heard they really hate him up there they despise him now mm. <laughs> um but took the series two to one and in i guess it was which night was it saturday sunday was what sunday um uh, mr lackey strained his right bicep i know you're you're uh Following the uh, John Lackey injury news. Oh yeah, no, I don't uh, very closely. I don't know who he, that is. Um, he actually made a really Stop. great start. He Stop. was through like no, he really Stop. did. I'm deadly serious. He had like eight strikeouts through five innings. Was doing really good, and he and he uh, uh, strained his right bicep. Right, because he's and, John freaking Lackey, and he can't pitch a good game and finish the games. That's the thing. He started to pitch well, and then God was like, oh, wait a minute. You're John Lackey. Now it's time for you to be so hurt. Apparently, God can see through the dome in Toronto at the Rogers Center. <laughs> it's the, it's the uh, freaking Sky Dome, isn't it? Like, him. Isn't they used to call it the Sky Dome? I have no idea. I know it's called the Rogers Center now. Yeah, because um, Rogers, because Mr. Rogers paid a lot of money to have it. Because Mr. Rogers owns the Rogers Cell Network. <laughs> um... Uh, so he might miss one or two starts. They don't really know yet, but oh, there's breaks, no tear. In breaks the my heart. <laughs> there's no tear in the muscle, and he should be back soon. Yeah, whatever. Um, so today was the home opener against the Baltimore Orioles. Which, if you had said this time last year that the Baltimore Orioles would be the best team in the American League East, everybody would have said, "No, you're crazy." But hey, that's completely possible this year because they came off a great year last year. This year, there was. Uh, today, um, they fought a really hard, uh, pitcher's duel. It was in the eighth, I believe, when Daniel Nava finally, uh, hit a home run, three run home run to, to, uh, put us over the top. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty sweet. He, he got the start over Jackie Bradley. He did. Bradley's been struggling a little bit. He, he, the first few games he was doing <laughs> it's, great because he was drawing a lot of walks. I haven't had 10 games. I love it. It's, he's been but struggling he's, lately. Yeah. Well, the, I think the thing is that he's so young. That like the pitchers really caught on to like his plate approach really quickly, right. and so he's kind of hasn't really done much. Did you know so, that uh, Daniel Nava was seventy pounds his freshman year in high school? I did not know that. Did you know that? Uh, I, I know you already did, but did you know that on his first pitch as a major league uh, baseball player, he hit a grand slam? Did you know that dogs and bees smell fear? Did you know that dogs can't look up? <laughs> Well, your dog sleeps all day, so yeah, I kind of knew that. 
<laughs> your dog never gets up. It's true. It's true. Uh, yes, I did remember that. I remember we, I was talking about him being yeah. only the second major league player to do Great that. Great story. But then, Great but story. didn't he not have a single? He didn't have any more home runs that year. He didn't have any more home yeah. runs that year. Got sent back to uh, Paul Tuckett, and then last year he didn't make the team out of spring training, but he did uh, get called up. There was a you know Craw- Crawford was injured, and Ellsbury was injured, and they had like you know two guys to play the outfield, so they called him up. And uh, I think he hit like six or seven home runs last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Two months, he's back in AAA. Who says no? Um, I think it depends on how Bradley does. I mean, he just seems like a guy that's just destined to kind of be on the fringe right now. Well, the thing in his favor, though, is he spent a lot of time at first base uh, spring training. So he can fill in there, too. Were you thinking Mike Napoli was not going to make it? I don't know. Napoli seems healthy. Mm. He seems fun. Yeah, that's, he that's why he got that. Swing that's yet, that's why he got that long, con- that big contract, right? <laughs> yeah, that big one-year contract. <laughs> what was it? It was going to be thirteen. It was going to be three years yeah. and like thirteen million a year, like thirty-nine million dollars. Yeah. Then two months went by, and, and that's one year in like six million. Mm, or something. Interesting. Um, but um, but yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, Daniel Nava, the fir- the first uh, time he got called up from Paul Tuckett, it was what. Uh, 2011, I believe. I think that's right. Or was it 2011 or 2010? I can't remember. That what? That he got called up from Paul Tuckett. I can't remember. Anyway, he gets called up. Uh, pre-game, Joe Castiglione, who does the uh, the radio broadcast for the Red Sox, is talking to him about what it's like, you know, coming up and playing in the big leagues because it was his first time up. And Joe Castiglione says, "Well, you know, you have to swing at your first pitch because you're never going to get another chance. It's your first pitch." And Daniel Nava's like, oh, okay. So first pitch he swings at, it's a fastball, and he hits a grand slam. There you go. Not, not too bad. That's one way and to do then, it, and uh, then doesn't do it again. came up again like two innings later, and the bases were loaded again. Um, but I think he either struck out or got a single. Or, I can't remember. But So anyway, good story. So, so all in on, on Jackie Bradley? Thoughts? Uh, I, I think eventually he's going to be an amazing player. Um, his outfield skills are crazy. Like he made some catches in Toronto this weekend that human beings should not be allowed, not be able to make. Um, I think he just needs a little time to mature at the plate and he'll be fine. He's young. He's a young guy. 22. He's He's 22. I would kind of be surprised at this point if he gets sent down, um, because there's no real reason to send him down. Right. But, um. Well, because who do they have? Yeah. So they've got Bradley for most days in left. They've got Ellsbury in center. And who's playing right? Uh, Victorino. Victorino. That's right. The Flying Hawaiian, who's actually been the pretty Flying been pretty decent. Oh, man. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. you know, great clubhouse guy. So there you go. He's great. Him and Gomes are great clubhouse guys. <laughs> um, yeah, he's been he's been quietly playing some really great baseball. So, um, so yeah. And then they got Nava to back up. And they got Gomes. They can go out there and... So there you go. So Red Sox doing quite well. I'm very happy and actually, you know, somewhat uh, excited about maybe going to see them play this year. Yeah, that's going to be some good times. The the you know, we like I said, we we beat the Orioles today, but that was only one out of 19 times we're facing the Orioles, and it would not surprise me in the least if the Orioles end up being the uh, the winner out of the AL East this year. They're a good team, and they they played hard today. They played good hard baseball. So we'll see. Well, good. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm definitely encouraged. Optimist, you know, cautiously optimistic, yep. but uh, they're looking good. They're, they've got a different feel. They've got a feel for the, the players that makes me 
you know, think back to that, that, that first championship season, you know, these, yeah. these young guys, these scrappy guys that are just, you know, kind of thrown together and, um, not worried so much about their numbers, not so worried much about the money, but just want a chance and want to show that they, they want to win. yeah, they want to win. They want to show that they deserve to be there and they want to earn their spot. You know, guys like Middlebrooks, uh, guys like oh. Jackie Bradley, you know, I do have to mention, I completely forgot to mention yesterday in Toronto, we're recording this on Monday. Yesterday they had a, a afternoon game in Toronto. Will Middlebrooks hit three home runs and a double yeah. in five at bats. Yeah. So I don't, so is that, would you say that's more like what you should, what we should expect from him this year or an aberration that you may see a couple of times? Um, I think uh, obviously three home runs is a, is a statistical anomaly, but I think you're going to see a lot more production out of him. Um, his wrist is a hundred percent better than it was last year. Um, after it got broken. Uh, he had a little bit of a scare in, in spring training, but it ended up being, you know, nothing and he's totally fine. And he seems to have found his swing and even his outs are really long, really loud outs. So, I mean, he's, he's swinging a hot bat. So I, I think he's going to end up being a, an incredibly important part of this team for quite a while. There you go. I like him. I like him. He's a good yeah, guy. He's a good guy. And apparently I am most like Will Middlebrooks. I don't know if he's a clubhouse guy, but you know, he's going the team. I'm not a clubhouse. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm in there you're drinking quiet, beer and eating You're quiet and unassuming. Office. I'm quiet and unassuming. <laughs> That's me. That's funny. So, baseball, watch it. It's good. Excellent. I will do so. So let's. Yeah. Uh, that's your. That's your Red Sox sports update. And uh, yeah. now we'll, we'd like to go back to some entertainment. Let's talk about some entertainment. And I do have a little bit of technology to talk about at the end. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So we'll whoa. be hitting all. Slow three. your roll. Slow your roll with Sorry. the technology. We're not there yet. I would. I would like if you could to lead us into this discussion with some uh, Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. Would you be able to do that? So we're going to talk a little about some streaming. So I just thought it was appropriate to lead in with Islands in the Stream. <laughs> Don't, would you agree? I, I, I can't do it with a stream. <laughs> but you already did it. So it's great. It was excellent. There's 99 cents. Well, <laughs> I'll just put it on my tab. Okay. <laughs> um, so we got some streaming updates with some stuff that we've previously talked about. Uh, the first thing that I wanted to, to look at, I, I read an article in Entertainment Weekly, I think it was a couple of issues ago, that highlighted Amazon's plan to kind of get into the get into the swing of things with, with streaming. Um, yeah, tell me about this. It was thing. really interesting. They talked about how, you know, obviously, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about Netflix um, and the shows that are on, on you know, pace to, to get started there. We, we talked a little bit about House of Cards, and obviously Arrested Development's coming next month. And then this new, the new show we've touched on a little bit called Hemlock Grove, which is going to get released, mm-hmm. I think you said, maybe next week. It's, uh, let me see here, it's in my notes. Uh, April 19th, they're going to okay. make all so, episodes available, just like with um, uh, House of Cards. Right, so a couple of weeks there. Um, so there's a couple of series that are already on in the slate for uh, for people that are subscribers to Netflix. So Amazon's getting in getting into the game here with uh, apparently last year they greenlit 12 pilots including wow. including six children's series and six comedies and it plans to debut them all simultaneously this spring. 
So they haven't that's crazy. haven't set a date yet, but there's a lot of content, including uh, a project called Alpha House, which is a political series starring John Goodman, who is apparently oh, everywhere I lately. Love John Goodman. He's like blowing up Monsters University. He was in uh, Argo. He had a role in Flight. Uh, he was in something else recently too. I mean, he's just been going crazy. Have you seen Flight? Yeah, it was very good. I need to see it on my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Denzel Washington delivers a very, very good performance. I mean, it's a different, it's a different kind of movie because it's not one necessarily that has like a happy ending. Um, but he flips the plane just like the uh, the jet blue flight that you and I yeah, yeah, exactly. took into JFK. Yeah, exactly. Except uh, they didn't make a movie about us <laughs> or, or about the woman that's yet or about the woman that screamed. We're all gonna die either. <laughs> We're all gonna I wonder die. where she's at right now. Uh, <laughs> definitely not downloading this podcast. So, so Alpha House apparently with John Goodman is about senators who share a DC townhouse. Um, there's also a show called Onion News Empire what? from the writers of The Onion and, uh, awesome. and a musical comedy called Browsers about interns at a Huffington Post esque site. Nope. So, uh, there's a few things in the works there with it for Amazon. Thought it was interesting. And then also because, uh, not to be undone, our lovely, uh, little, little brother Hulu is out there mm-hmm. expanding its own original series slate with a Seth Meyers animated series called The Awesomes. So I haven't heard about yeah, that. So I do love Seth Meyers. Mm, Big Red Sox. Fan. Yeah. So you may, may love him because it sounds like he may be taking over for Jimmy Fallon in a late night spot. Yeah I, yeah, I like I like Seth Meyers. Mm. He's a hell of a lot funnier than Jimmy Fallon. Ooh, really? See, I like oh, I like yeah. Jimmy Fallon. I like Jimmy Fallon. I think he's funny with other people's material, but I don't think his show is funny. Okay. So you think? Do you think that's going to be the same when he moves to the Tonight Show? I don't know. You don't care. It, there, I'd tell you this much: there's no way he's less funny than Jay Leno. Yeah, but I think he's definitely funnier than Jay Leno. Yeah, you don't like Jay Leno. You're a Letterman guy. I cannot stand Jay Leno. I, I, yeah, I guess I like Letterman uh, more than I don't watch any of them. Right. Well, like I think guys. it's just hard. I don't understand why people, and I think that's why they like Jimmy Fallon is because he, he goes, he makes it really easily accessible to people like us that don't watch on a daily, on a daily basis to be able to access bits, you know, musical bits yeah, and, and viral content true. that they can post on their site or on YouTube the next day. And we can just watch a clip as opposed to the episode because I don't even, even download or DVR the episode and watch it later. It's just a lot. And it's always the next day. And it's like, what's the point of that? Uh, you yeah. know, then I used to do that with Conan, but yeah, it's just yeah, gets, it gets to the point where you're like, I don't have an hour a day to watch that. Yeah. So, so, but it's, that'll be interesting. So Seth Meyers, possibly a candidate for the new, uh, late show. Um, that's cool. And I like, him. I think all, who else was in the running? I read, uh, Daniel Tosh is in, Oh God, in, are you serious? Is in the running for it. Joe McHale, um, uh, in the running for it, uh, okay. I'm trying to think who else was it. Daniel Tosh would be terrible. <laughs> well, I think they usually. I think he's funny, but he would be terrible at that. Mm, I don't know. We'll have to see. So, um, so back to the Amazon. So, so yeah, so, yeah. So, right. <laughs> what we Tonight Show, Daniel Tosh. Uh, so that should be interesting to see what Amazon actually ends up doing with that. So I just wanted to throw that out there. That you know, the one thing yeah. with Amazon, in addition to you know their these new streaming series, I mean, they're making big pushes for getting uh, TV shows onto their streaming site that you won't have access to in other places. And I put down one example was justified. So you right. can't get, yeah, tell me about you can't this. get justified on Netflix. If you want to catch up like we do with breaking bad, like um, you did with sons of anarchy, mm-hmm. you know, like I did with parks and rec, 
Yeah, you're not going to be able to do that with Justified if you are just an instant Netflix subscriber. So you can get the discs, but you can't. You can get, get the discs, but you can't get the streaming episodes. So, but you can get it on on Amazon. So Amazon uh, has purchased uh, the Justified series to be able to to be able to have that content there. We also know that uh, season five um, was just uh, put on task, so it was renewed for another season. So we're going to okay. get at least one more season. I, I assume probably a couple more. But you're at least going to get that season five, and uh, we've got we just had the season four finale for Justified. Yeah. So what did you? I'm not. I'm not caught. Oh, you didn't watch it, so I can't even no. talk about it. I've got, I've got five episodes on my DVR. Oh, okay. So we'll table this. I've, I've been uh, I've been watching, as you know, I've been mainlining Walking Dead and the following mainlining. Oh, Game of Thrones. Oh yes, 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 yes. So so yeah, I'm. Okay, so number I gotta catch So up. we'll talk. We'll ta- plus Mad Men just started. No, oh, I don't watch Mad Men. You know, Two you know, I, you know, I feel about episode. period pieces. <laughs> I'm not a period piece fan. <laughs> Said the guy who loves Back to the Future. It's not a. That's not a period piece. <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> you shut your mouth when you're talking. It's not about a period me. piece. Back to the Future is not a period piece. Um, it's a time travel piece. That's different. It's not. That's not set in the sixties where people are chain smoking and you know wearing. I I have to say I, I do like um, Mad Men, but I totally understand people who don't. I like ad. Because... I like ad men. What was that? What was it? Oh, Ma Men. Remember the oh the, the, yeah, we'll put, the funnier die clip with Ma Men. Yeah, that was really good. It was basically uh, get the fuck out of here. Uh, it was a Mad Men, uh, like, uh, staff meeting, but it was all, it, Rob Delaney was in it, and I don't know who the other guys are, but they were all. It was, all, uh, like, Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, that was the guy that was like, you get the fuck out of here! <laughs> and it was like, it was like they're having a marketing meeting, but they're all like guys from Southie wearing Fenway Park shirts, and. Yeah, Matt, pretty so much, I'll put a pretty much the Matt, they're mass holes. They were like, yeah, they were they were a bunch of massholes. Yeah, they were your definition of the of the the Boston masshole. But uh, it was really funny. So instead of Mad Men, they took the D out, and it was Ma Men for Massachusetts. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was so great. pretty funny there. But no, I have not watched the Mad Men. But uh, it sounds like so we need to table this justified discussion until you watch it because I did have some yeah. comments. I did have some uh, observations, if you will, that I would like to get your opinion on. Just just in terms okay. of the direction. That I think they're going with this show now that with this this season finale, so should be interesting. I have to I have to mainline it this um, week. Real quick, while we're on uh, Justified and its network FX, there is yeah. now the FX Now app. Yeah, tell me about this. So one. FX Now app, you will, and I think it's live now because this was. I mean, obviously we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks, and it's been on the show notes for uh, at least a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Well, while Nick had while Nick had the clap or whatever he I called d- it, I had the plague. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, yes. Nick t- Nick went in his Delorean to 18th century Europe yep. and contracted the plague. plague. Sorry, um, I'm better now. There you go. Excellent. Yeah, you you went and uh, you went and visited uh, you went and vin- visited Jonas Salk, right? Yeah, and got yep. your vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So the FX so FX now app. So you actually will be able to catch stuff next day. Um, and you won't have to go to the, it was so annoying, like having to go to the website. I know when I, now granted, I didn't get through the entire episode of Americans, but, and probably this had something to do with it. The fact that we had to actually get out a laptop 
and oh, and watch it on there because we missed it. You know, we didn't. What is this? Two thousand eight. <laughs> exactly. We didn't DVR it, so we uh, in order to catch the premiere, we had to watch it on the computer, which was the re- most ridiculous thing because we had an iPad and an Apple TV, and we couldn't stream it, so it was weird. That is dumb. So you can get FX uh, shows now with the FX Now app. So thankfully, you uh, you can catch up on your shows and, and watch those um, accordingly. Um, so real quick. I'm assuming you are, because you said you were mainlining it, that you are caught up on Walking Dead. Oh, yes. Okay. And yes. now, I think I had a little bit stronger reaction to it than you did, and I don't want to yeah. give so much of it away, but I was, a little, I was a little disappointed. Actually, I was a lot disappointed, if I have to be. I think I was the only person that didn't find this the finale disappointing. Hmm. I just felt like it didn't go anywhere, and for the season finale, especially given the season that had so many twists and turns, and at least for the first half, you know, they kind of broke it up, and it was like a two-part season with a break. It wasn't so much of a break for us, because we mainlined it, but for a break for everyone that was watching live over the winter winter holidays for like Mm -hmm. December and January, um, the first part was the first like seven or eight episodes. It just, every episode felt like a season finale and there's so much going on. And then I get to this, what is actually the season finale. And it was just like, really? He goes in and that's, that's the major battle. Like that's all that happens. And then this is, yeah, there wasn't really, I mean, it, like we, I don't want to, I guess we should put in a spoiler thing. All right. We could put in a spoiler. Probably the best thing to do. Okay. Now we can so, kind of talk like, about stuff I, and not feel I so bad. Guess, yeah, I guess um, you know that there was that they've been leading up to this battle for what like eight episodes or something, and and I guess you're right. Like if you really look at that battle, like and and if you don't you know think too much about like what the governor did afterwards, like the, it was pretty anticlimactic. I guess you know they just came in and then they got ambushed and then they left. Well and. So, if anything else, you know, obviously, we'll have, I mean, I have pretty high expectations just from what I felt like was a really strong first half of the season. And so, even if you just compare it to, and you're saying, hey, this is, it's a season finale, so it should be epic, you know, in comparison to other season finales for shows that are out there right now, um, like mm-hmm. a Justify, like a Sons of Anarchy, like a Breaking Bad. But even if you just take that away and just compare it to its own show, which I feel like you can do and not, you shouldn't get... Yeah, that's fair. Right, I think that's pretty fair to say, okay, we're not comparing it against anything else that's out there. We're just going to compare it against yourself. Season one, what's what's the season finale? The freaking CDC blows up with the guy inside, and then you got the people yeah, deciding cool. to stay there and who's going to who's gonna go, and Andrea wants to stay, and pretty pretty effing badass ending to the, to the episode, to the season there. Season two, zombie farm horde, like... Just, yeah. just, yeah. just annihilating coming all across there. You got Shane and Rick going at it. I mean, holy crap! For for <laughs> for a season that was kind of, I mean, season two, you know, still kind of getting going. The wheels were turning a little bit. Not super, super, you know, epic in terms of its scale and what happened. Uh, but that season finale was pretty intense. And then, yeah. and then it kind of just continued with season three. Those first seven or eight episodes were amazing. And then it kind of the rails kind of went off a little bit, and then I felt like the season finale was an opportunity to say, okay, maybe some lackluster last five or six episodes, but we're really going to take it to you in the season finale, like we did the last two seasons. And I wonder. So that's why I was let have, down. I wonder if they just have too many episodes. 
They really don't and though. Just it's it's to like it's fourteen it to what fourteen or fifteen episodes. That's not a lot. I don't even remember. But I mean, it just it 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 does seem like in retrospect that they were just kind of trying to fill it up. Like a lot of the stuff between, you know, the back and forth between uh, Rick and the governor, they could have. They could have put that down, you know. Well, and that a lot uh, of that stuff is stuff that's added. They added in, you know, obviously different yeah. than the comic book, and so they're they're filling stuff in to, for more character development and you know keeping this. I mean, I could, I mean, I could have called that the you know the governor is going to stay alive and they're going to continue that. I mean, you saw that storyline. That guy, they're making this character into someone that was definitely going to stick around for more than one season. He wasn't going to be that. Oh yeah. He wasn't going to be that antagonist that was for that that particular season, and he dies at the end, and then you get a new guy. I mean, he's definitely sound like they were really building a, an arc around him that was going to sustain for a while. But I just was like, eh, I mean, this is it. I mean, I know. I, I think I told, I tweeted to you that the first time I paused it was at like the thirty. So I have like a forty-two minute show on iTunes, I paused it for the first time. It was like 38 minutes. And mm-hmm. I said, seriously, it's a, we're at the 38 minute mark because I was like, there's no way there's like four minutes left in this episode. It was unreal. And then they just walk, they bring the, the, the people from the town over to the prison and say, okay, now we're living together. Uh, I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> like, awesome. I think that the one thing I did enjoy very much so, and I think it obviously carries as a big arc in the in season four is how messed up in the head Carl is. Carl is truly effed in the head. Yeah, I mean that kid is screwed. And up. and I'll defend him for a second though because that kid, he's been through hell. No, no, no well, no, I'm talking about the kid he shot. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah. Carl's been through hell, but the kid he shot, like. What what's the you put the gun down? Yeah, like just put the gun down. Don't just don't like e- I would have shot him too. Yeah, I mean, he's like easing into the gun and, and he's like just uh, attacked us and you won't put the gun down. Yeah. you're gonna get so shot. So what's the what's the what's the pastor's name? The father? Oh, uh, um, yeah. Oh, crap. yeah. You don't know his name. No, the guy with the, no, the po- ponytail guy. Ponytail guy. The the dad he he played he was in CSI. Did you ever watch the original CSI TV show? I did. He was the he was um gosh I can't think of her name. Oh he was Mark uh, Helgen Mark Helgenberger's Mark Helgenberger's dad. dad. Yes the the yeah. gangster the casino guy. That's right. Um good point. Thanks man. Yeah I enjoyed the I enjoyed the original CSI when when uh, William Peterson was on. Yeah, I like Gil Grissom. Yeah he when he, he left really cool. I stopped watching the show but he was great on that show. Uh. But anyway, so yeah, he was like, "Oh yeah, he he gunned the kid the kid down in cold blood." Really, dude? I mean, it's not exactly how it. This happened, is the yeah. zombie apocalypse. Let's let's uh, cut the kid some slack here. If you had died, would he? And then he shot him. Would you still have been bitching? No, because you would have been fucking dead. <laughs> You'd be eating eating brains, yeah. man. No, you would have turned into a zombie. Is what you would have done. Which is the other thing. Oh my god, killing Merle. Oh yeah. Tell me that was, tell me that doesn't give Norman Reedus the Emmy. Uh, no first of all, Norman Reedus. You know that's the would, episode that they submit for his best supporting actor. It has to be. He would were you the one that sent me the interview with yeah, him? Yeah. Where he talked about how during that scene he like thinks about his father dying yeah. and stuff and like that's how he it was just like an, a great performance. He's outstanding and I love yeah. I mean and it's so and that's one of the things I really like about the show is the character development. And yeah, some of the people on there aren't the best actors. I'll give you that, but they weave a great story and they do a good job of playing off each other. And the, mm-hmm. just the fact that Norman Reedus's character who plays Daryl, 
is someone that I literally despised in the first season. And I was like, gosh, oh, like yeah. I have to watch an, a scene with this guy in it. To, you want that first season, you're like, I want this guy to die yes, soon. Yes. And to a point where now he's my absolute favorite character and one of my favorite, most favorite characters on TV, right up there with Raylan Givens, um, and Walter White. But, uh, he's, he's outstanding and he does such a great job. And this episode, which wasn't even, so that wasn't, was that the season finale or was that the, that was the episode before, wasn't it? It was the one before. Right. Yeah. Cause he came back and he was right. like, Kind of a little bit shell shocked, right? Right, but just an outstanding performance by him. It's really, really, really good. He did a great job. So now we have to wait until uh, October. Yeah. Eh, oh well. Plenty of good stuff to watch, right? Yeah. In the meantime, we've got uh, Breaking Bad, oh, and Mad Men, and, and Game of Thrones. Uh, well, and, you don't have Game of Thrones because you're not going to watch it no, for a year. I don't have Game, but of Thrones. we will. Uh, we're going to have. I could always torrent it. We're going to have a dedicated Game of Thrones podcast next. We are. We we'll are. go over. We'll, we'll go over some season one. Um, do a little season one summary and talk about that. Uh-huh. We'll move into season two and discuss some of the highlights there, and then we'll oh, yeah. maybe have a little season three preview and and uh, see where the series is going to go. And I have not. Um, I have not seen any of season three yet. I mean, obviously, I've read the book. Hey, me neither. <laughs> I've read the book, but I will be watching it before. I, I will not make it through the summer without seeing it. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting to purchase the the HBO until I get closer you- to the end. You you said you've read the book. Um, how many how many of the books have you read? Oh, well, I, I mean, I've, read the- I'm about eighty percent through the third book. So I okay. I kind of stopped once I once they said that it was going to be two seasons. Okay. Um, and I, the motivation just really wasn't there. So I've read through what is going to be this season. So I like or at least in effect what I think. Right. Well, I don't know where they're going to leave off. Or I mean, I've already heard that if they they put some they've made some major changes and brought some people back that weren't even in this third book. I think they kind of have to, um, but like if they're gonna make, if they make book three into two, their book four and five are run in parallel, right? And it's like uh, book four is these characters through this amount of time, and then book five is okay. Now we're gonna follow these characters through that same amount of time, so they're probably gonna have to split that into at least two. Man, this is going to be a long series. Well, isn't that's the idea, right? Is they have yeah. enough source material that they can drag it on. And I also read that they're thinking about a prequel series. So that there's another, I guess, another writings writings out there by, yeah. by this guy, George R. R. Martin, that focuses on two characters and their role like 100 years before in Westeros. So that'll be cool. So that'll be interesting as well. But I mean, uh, so we got a lot to talk about there. So that needs to be something we just talk about specifically. And we'll, we'll do the same with yep. Breaking Bad, I, I believe, as we, I think that'll be a really interesting, um, retrospective with Breaking Bad as we approach the final eight episodes. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a sad, a sad journey, but, uh, but I think it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. I love that show. So, uh, so there's that in terms of the fo- news and follow up we have. There was one thing really quick before we get into a couple of, uh, tech stuff that you wanted to discuss and then yep. we'd, we'll wrap things up. But uh, of course it, it's going to be a little bit before we get to the wrap up. So, uh, you know, stay tuned guys. Um, Hannibal. Yes. Have you watched the pilot? I did. So the wife and I checked it out on the Hulu over the yep. weekend. Uh, we did Me not catch too. it on Thursday, but I did watch it on Hulu. Uh, interesting. Not what I, I not what I, liked not it. what I thought it was going to be. No, not at all. I liked it. Yeah, so it's really not so much about Hannibal as it is about this FBI wannabe profiler guy who apparently couldn't can't get into the FBI because he has some form of 
autism slash Asperger's. And yeah, which kind of comes out in his character. Very much so. In I, interesting. I, I think he does a very good job of it. Yeah. So it was really interesting. That first cool. scene is very interesting. And, and you're thinking, wait a minute, what, what's going on right now is he's trying to, he's trying to understand what is happening and how these people were killed in this house Yeah, and his whole line of thought and thinking behind it. And so they, he puts in, he literally puts himself into the, into the mind of the killer mm-hmm. like in his own mind. It's just, it's so well done. I really, yeah. Like I, and I was very impressed because it's NBC and as you know, NBC, yeah. NBC doesn't really do dramas that well or like even, I mean, they've got their they they've got their Law and Orders, which are more they're kind of cookie. Those are more cookie cutter, but Very much they so. don't have the shows like you find like on CBS that have done really well with like The Mentalist and shows on ABC, you know, like Lost. Um, mm-hmm. NBC really, I mean, they've they've had their you know place in the sun with the comedies, The Friends, The Seinfeld, The Thirty Rock, The Parks and Rec. But they really, you don't really see a lot of really successful NBC shows in terms of that drama. Um, wasn't wasn't Life on NBC? Life was on NBC, and don't <laughs> and they why, cut it. So, it was excellent. It was an excellent and show, and I think it just you know died. They never they never advertised it. You never knew when it was on. If I ask That's anyone so about that show, no one ever knows what it is. When I talk about Homeland, and I say, "Oh yeah, I loved that guy on Life," and they're like, "What?" And I was like, ex- I only know two people that watch Life, and one of them's my wife, and the other one's yeah. Me. And I was like, exactly. And I mean, I <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed it, and especially I know you love season two with Donald Logue. <laughs> yes, of course he killed it. Uh, That's what he does. Yeah, so he does. He kills that and Terriers. That and Terriers. Uh, but no, Life was a great show, and he did. Uh, he did. He was excellent on it. What's his name? What's the dude's name? I'm blanking on um, his name. Uh, Damien. Yes, Damien Lewis. Damien Lewis. So, um, so yeah, so. But NBC seems to have something here, and I know they pushed it yeah. back a little bit. They were retooling some stuff, and uh, I don't know. It's interesting. It, it's got. It's definitely presenting. And as I'm, you know, obviously, as I'm, uh, isn't uh, the following NBC or is that ABC? Oh, Fox. You know, I actually no. have no idea because I don't. F- I, watch I was, I was, was, I was like, as I was thinking of it, I was like, oh, maybe they they do have another one. No, the following is is Fox. So that oh, okay. that presents an interesting. I mean, because I would say those are like the same audiences, same viewing audiences that would watch Hannibal would probably yeah, be I ones that are right. already currently yeah. watching the following. Your thoughts? Uh yeah, I agree. Because you watch the uh, following. I do watch the following. I love it, and um, and yeah, I think Hannibal's really good. The bad guy, I don't know if you recognize him. No. Uh, Hannibal is, uh, Dr. Hannibal Lecter is the, the bad guy from uh, Casino Royale. No! Yes, you the, are uh, the so weeping tr- blood guy. Wow. Yeah, and he does a great job huh. in this. I think he might be better in this than he was in that. Interesting. Yeah, I so. highly recommend people check out the premiere for Hannibal. It wasn't something really that good. I was initially like really excited about. Honestly, I just kind of mulled over a lot of the articles and, and trailers for it. Um, I just kind of thought it was them pandering to this kind of, you know, they seeing s- success of shows like the following and just trying to get something else out there. Kind of like what I think NBC and ABC had with, um, I think what was the one deception was the one that I think that was on ABC yeah, that was doing really and then, well. And then um, scandal came out on yeah. NBC trying to really capitalize on it. And I felt like that was what, uh, NBC was doing, you know, kind of with the following, trying to, trying to really tag on to that. But it's, uh, it's an interesting concept, and I think it's worth a this, a couple episodes to see where it's going. I don't know Definitely. how long. I don't know if they're, they're intending it to run through the summer, since it's just. I mean, literally, they just had the premiere last Thursday, so right. I'm not sure. I mean, I could probably Wikipedia it here and see um, what they have in place in terms of uh, 
in terms of an episode arc, but uh, I definitely um, recommend it. At least you know, watch that initial episode on Hulu and see what you think. What are your thoughts? For sure, yeah, it, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I had heard about it. I think I heard about it on IMDb, but I was like, eh, you know, that I I like the idea of a Hannibal Lecter TV show, but it's probably going to be crap. And then I saw it on my main screen in my Hulu, and I was like, eh, whatever, I'll watch it. Why not? And because uh, the kid had already gone to bed, <laughs> you know what's? And so then I, I watched it, and I loved it. You want to hear some uh, some interesting factoids? So Drop some factoids um, on me. The director. So there's original. There's going to be 13 episodes to Hannibal. Um, uh-huh. So this the first one, the pilot that you have just uh, you know mentioned on the podcast and, and put in in uh, out there for everyone to hear that you really enjoyed the pilot, right? I did enjoy the pilot. The pilot was directed by David Slade, who also directed Slade. one of your favorite movies, The Twilight Saga Eclipse. Wow. But he also directed episodes yeah. of, for Breaking Bad as well. So, But yeah, The Twilight Saga the uh, Eclipse, was, which is the third film in the Twilight film series. I, I, I know you already know that. Of course. But, um, for, for our f- how, listeners, I don't even know how many movies there. There's like 15 movies, right? In Twilight? No, I think there's like yeah. four or five. Oh. But uh, yeah, no uh, Twilight Saga Eclipse um, was I don't know anything done about by Twilight David Slade. Other than it's like sparkly vampires, right? Uh, yeah, and werewolves. And sparkly werewolves? No, werewolves aren't sparkly. The the uh, vampires are sparkly. The werewolves are hairy. <laughs> Speaking okay. of hairy werewolves, have you seen the eight? Have you seen that AT and T commercial? <laughs> no. The you know the AT AT and T commercials where they're like, "Would you rather be? Is it better to be fast or slow?" Oh, yeah, with the kids. Yeah, so there's a really hilarious one where it's like, is it better to be fast or slow? And the girl's like, well, it's better to be fast because then you wouldn't get bitten by a werewolf. And then you, and then you'd have to, and then you'd have to stay in and you'd get itchy and you'd have to shave your hair. And then you'd go raw, 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 which means I wish I was still a human. It's really <laughs> funny. So you should include that in the show notes and you should also we'll watch it. It's pretty funny. And then there's another one that was airing. I know you probably weren't watching a ton of the basketball. That was on, but there was one that was talking about uh, what's your favorite move in basketball, and the kid said uh, the pickle roll, and he's like the, the pickle, pickle roll, roll, the pickle roll. What's what's that? And he's like, oh, it's you know, it's when this girl's like, it's when you take this the pickle and you roll it down the court, and and then and then all the kids just start busting out laughing, and he's like, is is this an inside joke between you guys? It was really funny. <laughs> the pickle roll. The, the pickle roll. That's what I uh, So, yeah, so I, I do enjoy those AT&T commercials, even though I do not enjoy AT&T. Nope. But that's okay. They're not, they're mutually exclusive. So, um... <laughs> no, you, you're allowed to enjoy the commercials without, without, uh... Without, uh, without enjoying AT&T? Them. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say so. so. Uh, so, you know, where that brings it around full circle, go see Hannibal. Go see it. <laughs> Speaking of Hannibal, speaking, speaking of being fast and slow, go see go see Hannibal. Go see Hannibal. Yeah, you can catch it. You can yeah, catch it on Hulu. Cool. I'm sure you can catch it uh, if you want to be 2008. You can go to the website and catch it. Um, or if you want to be 2004, you can watch it on your uh, on demand. You can watch it on demand. I'm sure it's also in the NBC has a pretty decent app that I've watched a few things here or there. Uh, not haven't yeah, haven't needed it so much, but you can you can probably catch it on the NBC app on your iPad or iPhone. They tend to do a pretty good job. I watched uh, a lot of the Olympics on their yeah. Olympics app, and it it worked pretty. Yeah, well. it's a lot better than the, the ABC one that I, I initially. I don't use it so much anymore, but I remember the few shows I was trying to catch on there. It crashed all the time. It was never the website was always effed up. NBC seems to be a little bit better constructed, but um, but I don't know. You know, I I do not endorse uh, nor um, 
I don't know what I'm looking for, but just just watch <laughs> it on Hulu or just freaking watch yeah. it. I'm sure they'll re-air it a thousand times because it's NBC and they they want to make sure you know that they've got a new show called Hannibal. Yes, exactly. So yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty much all I have for the TV stuff. I know you before we head out of here. So there's entertainment. There, yeah, yeah, before we head out of here, I know we did want to touch on some technology because that is the we other part of our our, our podcast here. Yeah. So um, I talked about it a little bit on the Twitters. Um, the the guys who made uh, Dark Sky, which we've talked about before, is a weather app. They have launched a new service called Forecast.io, and it's it's a website where you can put in your location. And or if you're on a mobile device, you can have it pull your location, and it gives you like up to the minute weather forecasts, and and it's really nice. It works a lot like Dark Sky, because um, it's from the same people. But the cool thing about it is it's it's a web app, so you don't have to go into the app store. It works on on any operating system because it's just a website. So would you just and, like save to home screen? I mean, you just exactly. you create a, you yeah, create you an icon. To home screen. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it runs exactly. just like an app down in your in your taskbar. Um, it works really well. It's really cool. The other cool thing about it is, as you know, I'm a big fan of, oh, and of course, being a, just a website, it's completely free. So, Ooh, and you can put I, in like multiple. I enjoy free. And, yeah. It's, it's really so, good, especially for the price. So you can get, so wait a minute, let me, let me do this here. So you type it into, into your phone yeah. and then. So type in forecast.io. Okay. This is, this is thrilling. This is, yeah. Follow along as we do this. Everyone, thing. everyone do this with us. Do it with us. But get out your phone. Quick, it doesn't matter. Quick, everyone, get out your phone, even if it's a flip phone. Forecast. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Go ahead and type it into your flip phone. Forecast. Download the most advanced app for your iPhone today. Tap the icon below to add to home screen. Oh, well, they even yep. tell you what to do. Add to. Yeah, and you can name it whatever you Whoa, want. Oh, it's got a cool little icon. It's got a cool little icon with raindrops. What did you name it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let me see. I named it. I got it buried in a, in a folder now. Um... I named it Forecast, because uh, I'm very clever. I'm going to name it um, Weather Bitch, exclamation point. Weather Bitch. So, uh, it works really well. It It's f- a lot faster and more responsive than most web apps I've seen. But it works really great. If you pull it up on your iPad, it just runs as a as a website. If you pull it up on your computer, it just runs as a website. So, difference so from th- this from Dark Sky? Um, free? It, it's free. Um, I think... Because Dark Sky is very much intended to be an, is it raining right yeah. now? Is it going to rain? And that's what I use. Minutes? And that's really all I really use it for, honestly. I'm finding yeah, it now. Exactly. Is it just, it's a nice thing for the notifications to tell me, you know, what to expect, right. but I don't really find myself going into the app to look at. F- this is much more full featured as far as forecasts and things like that. Oh, I like this. Another cool I feature. like the scroll at the bottom. It works really well. You can flip it up and get to the map and the ooh, map. Works great. Ooh, ooh, wow. It's beautiful. Ten day forecast or seven, yeah. six, eight, seven day forecast. But wow. So you can. It works really, really well. It's, it seems a very simple interface too. It's not. It is very intuitive, very simple, very free. Not a lot of color, so not a lot of stuff going on. Just I highly recommend it. Wow. Good the call. other cool thing about it is. They launched with forecast.io. They've launched the forecast.io backend, which is like the, the data that powers it. And they've made that available for, for developers to use in their own apps. So as you know, I'm a big fan of David Smith's, uh, software and his check the weather app. He has switched over and it just updated this morning, I believe. Uh, there's an update for check the weather if you have it where it will switch from the old oh. dark sky, uh, APIs to the new forecast.io. APIs and it works really great. And uh, my favorite thing on the map, 
you yeah. can scroll the weather across. Oh my god! Yeah. And so you get your forecast, but you actually visualize. You know, so so you can go into the regular app, and then you can obviously scroll across through the time, which is really cool to see what the temperature is going to be like. You know, hours ahead. But when mm-hmm. you go into the map, I'm sure you know, obviously you know this, but you go into the app, you can do the same thing with the time. So I'm scrolling. Uh, yeah. yeah, today, 11 p.m., tomorrow, 4 a.m., 10 a.m., Wednesday, all the way through, and you can see the weather weather patterns changing and see what's coming up. And like, oh, man, that is pretty freaking cool. You can go local. Yeah, it is cool. You can go regional. Here's another thing that's really cool. Yeah, uh, you won't be able to see it on your phone, but if you pull it up on your iPad or your on your Mac, um, they have a thing. Let me see what it's called because I cannot remember what it's called, this feature. Oh, bear with me one moment. Okay, so go to forecast.io, and you go to this feature called Time Machine, mm-hmm. and you click on it, you can put in any date. So I'm going to put in my birth date and the actual year. And it'll tell you what the weather was like? And you activate Time Machine, and it tells you what the weather was on any date. I want to do that. Oh, wait, my my iPad's dead. So when I was born, it was cloudy and 50 degrees, and it was 93% humidity. That sounds about right. Yep. I mean, obviously they don't have like the map for that day, but, but they have like the general info. It was breezy in the morning. This is their description of the weather on the day I was born. Breezy in the morning with a high temperature of 69, of course, around 6 p.m. and a low of 49 around 6 a.m. Hmm. The sun rose at 6, 12 a.m. and set at 8.04 p.m. It sounds like your mom didn't suffer too much. She had, a, she had a nice, easy breezy. Well, it was me. So of course she didn't suffer. <laughs> it was a joy. Really? Thanks, mom. So yeah, forecast.io is really cool. I think it's a great app and I'm going to be using it uh, exclusively for Oh, cool. Yeah, I like it. I do still have check the weather, but uh, I I don't know. As much as I like it, I, I like the forecast.io. It's better, uh, so. simple yet effective. It is both simple and effective. And free. So yeah. Simple, free, and effective. Boom. Cool. What else you got? So, go get that. Um, we talked about Feedly a little bit I think last time when we were talking about the RSS stuff. So I've been trying it out for about a week and I've actually switched everything over to Feedly from reader because although it doesn't have all, I mean, you can do a lot of the things. I don't know. It. I, I'm not completely used to it yet because I've only been using it for a week, but the way it scrolls through things, I just like it better. Plus it's free. Free so, is good. Um, Free is good. Um, I wouldn't say that it's better than Reader, but it's different, and I and I like the way it looks. You can like change themes and like the way things are presented in the list of stuff. Well, um, I think for the nice uh, thing is because it's free, it's a nice. I mean, it's a nice app to try and see if it exactly. if it handles the way you want it to handle for what you do with it, and you don't have to pay money to try it. And if you don't like it, then you can go back to what you're using or try something new. Right, and and yeah, so. You know, if you're if you're still using, you know, something that might lose its back end when Google Reader shuts down this summer, I would definitely try Feedly because, like we said, it's free. And I think we mentioned this last time, um, sometime over the summer, they're going to introduce their own non-Google Reader back end. So if you sign up for Feedly now and, and get all your stuff in it, they're going to migrate you over behind the scenes so you don't even have to worry about Google Reader shutting down. So I'm, I mean, I'm still anxiously awaiting um, David Smith's Feed Wrangler 
and but and he's working on it. It's supposed to be out sometime in the next, you know, couple of months, but for the time being, I would I highly recommend Feely. They've got it for iPhone and iPad and it's free and it syncs pretty well and so I would do that. Cool. It's good. Awesome. So, last thing, are you ready for this? Yeah. Your next information telephone, Brandon. Ooh. The Facebook Home. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I saw. HTC I haven't. I, I purposely kind of distanced myself from some of this talk because I wanted to hear you discuss it. But so it's a new phone that's well, it's a Facebook phone. Like, what is it? Kinda. Okay. So here's what Facebook Home actually is. It's a like a skin over top of the Android operating system that like it it runs as your home screen as your lock screen like it 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 runs over top of android I, I guess the the best way i can describe it for other computer nerds is like okay uh mac os x runs is uh, an operating system that runs over top of unix so like you it, the actual operating system on a mac is it, the kernel this is unix is, uh, and then it's a unix system i know this yeah exactly (laughs) i know this i know this so so the interesting thing about this and why this is actually really smart on facebook's part is they're not selling like a proprietary phone or you know a facebook branded phone i mean they kind of are but um you can if you have an android phone and i don't know how far back it goes and which operating systems which operating system versions will run it but you can install this in i think it'll be in the google play thing Mm. I'm not really sure how all that works, but um, you can install it on your phone and it will just run as like a, a layer on top of the operating system. And so like if you have like a Galaxy S3 or something like that, you can, as soon as this is available, you can turn it into a Facebook phone. So you don't have to buy a new phone, but they did introduce a new phone. It's the HTC first. Um, so I guess that'll be like their... You know, this is our official one. You buy this one when you go into the AT and T store. So, what's the advantage of what can you do with that on Facebook that you can't? I mean, I understand what. Well, I think. Okay, so I'm very much biased because I hate Facebook. Cannot stand Facebook. Is I that why you Facebook. deactivated your account? That's why I deactivated my account. Uh, so, um. The thing about this, and and I'll put a link to this incredibly like weird, creepy, um, but incredibly honest about what Facebook is commercial that they put out, I guess today or yesterday. Um, okay, so your friends' photos in your post, and and I haven't like watched the the keynote or anything, so I don't know for sure. This is just what I've read. Um, the your friends' photos and posts will show up on your home screen, like your home screen becomes like your Facebook newsfeed, and then. Like even your lock screen will like show your friends' pictures and stuff, and you can like even when your phone is locked, you can like swipe through pictures and things. Mm-hmm. And like I guess if you use Facebook a lot and you actually give a shit about the people that you're friends with on Facebook, like that's great. But here's my problem. Okay, so Facebook as actual like operating system level access on this phone can access the hardware on this phone, which means they can access. Everything, your contacts, your GPS info, where you've been, what, you know, what phone call numbers you call, what, it, you know, everything. And they can use all of that data to send ads to your phone, to your home screen, to your lock screen, Whoa. 
Yeah, and Zuckerberg, apparent, I, like I said, I haven't listened so, to it, but from it, what I heard, he said, yes, we will be putting ads on home screens and lock screens. So it'll be self-aware. Yeah, this is like Skynet. This is messed up, bro. It's, to me, like, I can I can kind of understand if you're, like, super into Facebook. Why would you be super into, who's super into I, Facebook? I, I don't know. I guess some people are because people use it. But, people, like, to me, it would be super, super creepy. Wow. That's that's really weird. I'm, I'm at that point, too. I think I said last night, I know I was talking with my wife about the fact that I was like, someday, someday when you uh, you manage our Facebook account, it's like, it's like, cause I'm, I'm almost out. Like I'm almost out on Facebook. And I was like, if I need to say anything, then you could just say it for me on your Facebook account. Right. And, and there's really, that's what I the, told my wife. I was like, if somebody says something important on Facebook, let me yeah. know. Cause I'm not going, I mean, on. the only real reason I have it is just to keep in touch with a few people that I may not otherwise, you know, keep in touch with. Um, and then, you know, just like with family sharing pictures and stuff like that. So, but like I said, once I can get my wife to assume that role, then there's no need for me to have it, which I don't need it because I have Twitter and Twitter does everything I need to do, you know, yep. with the people that I want to communicate with. And, uh, and I'm good with that. Oh, I just, I think it's super, super creepy. Mm. And why, you why know, what's the impetus? Like, why do they decide that this would be something that they thought people would get behind? I I think it's, you know, they see a huge install base, you know, they see how many people that are accessing Facebook with their Android phones and they're like, hey, if we can, you know, instead of them having to click on, you know, the Facebook icon to, you know, see their feed and meaning see the ads, you know, then we could just put the ads right on the home screen. Mm. It's, uh, I don't know, to me, this is. You know, I like I said, I can understand if you're like super, super into Facebook and you, you know, you really love being in touch with your friends and all this. That's all wonderful and stuff. But for me, no, 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 no. I would never, ever do this. There's there is nothing on Facebook that I need to see enough that it's got to be on my lock screen. Exactly. Nothing. Yeah, you're not you're not going to hear from some uh, Facebook proponents on this podcast. No, because I really just don't. I don't see it. I don't see the draw there. I just don't see. And I, I know there are people that are on it all the time. And there's and I, and I still have it on my phone. And I check it like once a day or something like that. And I may post something or check us in somewhere. Um, but you know, for the most part, I'm not sitting there going through news feeds all day like some people are. And for mm-hmm. people that are on it a ton, there's more likely the people that get taken out of my news feed. Because yeah. I do not need to see well, you 500 posts a day on, you know, where you would like to go if you could go on vacation. Right. I mean, that's it. For me, the problem with Facebook for me was, okay, I had like, I don't even remember, like 250 friends, which I would say maybe 50 to 75 were like actual people I gave a shit about. But, you know, you don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, well, I'm going to go unfriend all these people and be a jerk. So, you know, I would try to come up with, okay, well, I'll just do a custom list and I'll just put the people I want on my custom list. But then every time I access the app, it would go straight to my news feed and I'd have to select the list. And then I'm like, this is just bullshit. So then I'd like to, you know, you try to like do workarounds so that you see what you want to see and don't see all the crap you don't want to see. And eventually, like, they make it so hard because they don't want you to do that. They want you to see your news feed with all the stupid shit in it 
because they want you liking and, and viewing as much stuff right. as what, you can. What people, that's how they you know, gather the info. suggested posts and right. what people that's liked. how they gather info to give you ads. Right. But let me ask you a really important question. So your yeah. Facebook account is deactivated. Yeah. How do you keep up with Henry Hill? Um, he's got my phone number. Oh, okay. Actually, I don't know that that's true. I've got his phone number, but last time I texted him, he was like, who's this? <laughs> that makes you feel like a, like a trusted friend. <laughs> I was like, hey, what? <laughs> oh, that's funny. While we're on, <laughs> My phone number hasn't changed. While we're on the subject of JMU, can we just talk about the YouTube video? That that was I can't bizarre. I can't believe I was in that. Would you like me to put a link to that? Yeah, I would there? love for you to. I can't believe I was in that video. I was like was watching it, and then all of a sudden I was like, "Yep, there I am." There you are. And uh, I, it was fleeting, but you were there. Uh, it was fleeting. You had to. I had to pause it, and I was like, "Yep, that that's definitely me." Um, that was. I don't even it, remember. It so I don't weird. even remember that. I, I mean, I wasn't in it, so I definitely don't remember it. But like that was. What did we? What did they say? It was ninety nine. Yeah, it was my fr- it was uh, my freshman was, year. It was my freshman year. This was before they had done any of the renovations in the stadium. Mm-hmm. We were down at the yeah. at the other end of the stadium. Yeah, the scoreboard. We were at the scoreboard. Crappy end. little uh, stands, and that was before they even let the tubers get in the stands. We were down on the ground. Right. That was it. Was just bizarre just to look back at like how different it was. Yeah, I just thought it was so, so funny. Weird. I was like, wow, that was my freshman year. And then all of a sudden, well, there I am. Yeah, that's there that's kind of crazy. I don't even remember that. Right after Jason Snow. So after you see Jason Snow, uh, look for young young Brandon, and you will see him. He will appear to you. We're just assuming that everyone listening to this knows who Jason Snow is. Yeah. Which is probably true. Which is probably true. At least most of the people. E- it's even like my the, parents. Like minute, look at like the 1 minute 15 mark, I think, somewhere in that video. I think that's right around where I, where I am. Um but anyway, that was uh, that was an interesting was stroll great. there down the down the MRD history. <laughs> that was that was some fun stuff. <laughs> so, and you get you get some of the uh, the the wit and wisdom of Mister Seth Kasana. Yes, exactly. Why, why we don't? Uh, what was it? Why we don't? What was it again? Why we why why we don't have large? Hands. Oh right, because then we wouldn't have be able to wear underpants. Well, save it, save oh, okay. it, save okay. it. Okay, sorry, my bad. Whoa, <laughs> you don't want to ruin it. That was, uh, it's so brilliant. I'm sorry, people. I I hope you just rewind. Don't listen to that part. <laughs> I'll put a spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert for <laughs> Seth's joke. <laughs> wow, this is what this podcast has come to. Oh. Uh, did, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to uh, go off from your Facebook uh, talk. I know you were really into that. No, I'm I'm actually glad you did because okay. I, I I hate Facebook. And yes, I'm glad I, I also dislike that. Facebook as well. And so so you don't think you're gonna you're gonna uh, purchase an Android phone and put Facebook Home on it? Android can suck my chocolate salty balls. Wow, that just I'm happened. just saying. I'm done. I I didn't. I enjoyed my Droid when I had it, just because I didn't want to have to switch over to AT and T. Um, I, I tell you the one thing I enjoyed about my Droid phone was the emulators and the fact that I could play Super yeah. Punch Out and Super Mario World on my Droid phone, which I have no effing clue why I've had two iPhones now and I haven't been able to play any Nintendo games on them. Just saying. Well, you know, I read today that uh, the Wii has sold. What was it? I read today the Wii sold around fifty thousand units, or not the Wii, the the Wii U, the new one sold around fifty thousand units in January, which is lower than even the Wii's worst month. Yeah, maybe they'll get an effing clue and realize that their bread and butter is in their games that came out between nineteen eighty five yes. and nineteen eighty nine. 
and they just need to do whatever they can do to exploit those games because newsflash the people that played those games are 34 37 38 we all own phones and pads yes, and we were more than happy to go and click 299 bye 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 i will yeah. spend 25 dollars on nintendo games easy i want excite bike on Ex- my iPad. exactly i don't how hard is that like Spend time and do it. If I want to play Excite Bike now, I have to power up my Wii that I stole from my parents mm. and and play it on there with a controller that's it's not meant to play on, which I guess well, the iPad isn't really much better. But you could just I have I so, you know I have an original Nintendo. You could buy the you could I do know that you yeah, you could buy the you I played Contra. I on played it. Contra, yeah, and from time to time play Mario Brothers three. Um, which is an excellent. Yeah, we game. have uh, we've got a Wii and we've got uh, the original Zelda. Ooh, excellent. We've got uh, that's uh, another Super one. Mario like Brothers. I want to play that game. Zelda would be great on an iPad. So yeah, exactly. That's made really well for that. Uh, yeah. So I, I was just upset about that, but I will not be ever owning an, an Android again. I don't need to. I'm an Apple guy. I've built my world yep. around it, and I'm fine with it. I you know. You're great for the people that like their Galaxy S3s and now their Galaxy S4s. Uh, I know we touched on that in the last uh, podcast, but it's not for me. And you yeah, know. I mean, I think it's. I think you know, like we said before, I think the S3 and and the S4 are fine phones, and I hope they keep making them and keep making them better because that means Apple has to keep making the iPhone. Better. There you go. So, so uh, is that? Um, did we cover all that in triplicate? Uh, I think we did cover it in triplicate. Excellent. So, so uh, we we might want to mention that. Um, okay, this was episode number twenty one. Episode twenty two, ladies and jelly spoons, is going to be huge, huge, enormous. Pot of Thrones. Pot of Thrones. Get excited. There will be no news. No, no news. There will be no follow up. <laughs> there will be there will be less nonsense than you're probably used to. But we will make up with that with some really cool drops and some uh, uh, witty banter of the medieval sort. Witty banter will be had by all. Yes, will be had by all. Cheerio. So, yeah, so there's this episode. Look forward to the next one. Uh, This was good. We had a little bit of a a time off, a little hiatus, but uh, it was good to be back. It was good. I, I'm I'm happy we're, we're back. back and better than ever. So there we go. So uh, if that's if that's all you got, my uh, brother from another mother, we will uh, we will end this end this crazy ride that we're on right now, and say uh, for Nicholas, this is Brandon. Obviously, you can follow us on the Twitter because unlike Facebook, we are knee deep in the Twitterverse. That is true. We are, we are all in. We are all in on the Twitter, and you can follow us there uh, at FordNR579, at the Real Beef Fish. Love to hear from you. Love to hear your, your feedback and, and what you want to hear us talk about, as always. And, uh, you know, we will, we'll be back with some uh, Game of Thrones talk. Till then, peace out. <laughs>